This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're the people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 419 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host this week. Starting off, we've got the expert, Mr. Marquis. Marcellus Rake. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. And you know, we've got a horror movie, and I want to put that in quotations this week, horror movie uh, <laughs> to watch. <laughs> we keep Aubrey as far as possible away from the movie theater, so we got to call in Friends Off the Bench, and we got a couple with us today. We've got John from The Pint, a pop culture podcast. What's going on, guys? As you know, I've been hate listening to your show for a couple <laughs> years now. Glad to be back. <laughs> and when you've got a movie with a pedigree of A24 before it, you've got to call it in one of the most serious film critics around. Amanda, how the hell are you? Did you just fucking shoot me? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me back, guys. Anytime, anytime. So you, the listener, are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where for... Friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got our review of the newest movie from A24, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh, But before we get into that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Amanda, it's been a few weeks since we've heard from you. We had you last on for Thor, colon, uh, Love and Thunder. How the hell are you? Um, I am ready to not talk about Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we we, we tricked you coming on today. We're actually reprising more Thor, Love and Thunder discussion. Oh, well, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Can't wait. Got to pull out the old notes. Um, I'm good. Uh, not much new to add other than um, I'm happy to talk about a different movie. So thanks for having me back, guys. Anytime. And John, how are you? How is the pint? How is life? Good. All, all, all three good. It's great to come back. Uh, I was here a few weeks ago for Obi-Wan, and uh, I've been asked twice this year to go to a movie theater for a podcast. <laughs> uh, you guys are the second. The first was Jurassic Park. Uh, what was that called? Locust Fire, whatever that was called. <laughs> and, and, now, and now Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. So let, let's see if it fares better than Jurassic Park 12 did. Jurassic World yeah. uh, Dominion. Ugh. Terrible. <laughs> that movie. Terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. Even sweaty Bryce Dallas Howard in a tank top can't save it. Nothing. Nothing no. saved that movie. Nope. Marcellus Reagans. How the hell are you? You know, I was actually thinking about John as I'm sitting in the theater because I know John doesn't make it out to the movies that much. And I'm like, uh, I thought you were going to say you were thinking about locusts all week. That's <laughs> <laughs> never, 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 never. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, John, you were able to go out into the brave world to the theaters to check this out for us. I feel very honored that you would do that for us. So thank you, sir. For you guys, anything. And the thing was, was it do- it's not playing in my hometown movie theater, which is like an independent. So I had to go to an AMC and I got the whole movie experience. <laughs> so 
that that was I felt like it was truly a so wizard thing because I don't usually go to AMC. So it was really cool. Oh, my God. We owe you big time for this one. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think um, Maria Menounos would say. (laughs) Okay, can I ask a question about that? Because I do. I, I kind of am familiar enough with her and I have been to AMC's. Is that a thing she's doing now or is that is that something new? Because that was terrible. Uh, no, that's what she's always done. Like always. Oh, yeah. okay. And I mean, she was... could still get it, but you know, oh she's, yeah, she's, don't make her laugh. And, and another real quick thing was there's the other guy who, if I was just, oh. I don't know if the screen was wrong. There's another like host. His hands were giant. Who was that guy? Do you know what I'm talking about? Hmm. Oh, is it one of the hip millennials that talk to you about like superhero movies? Yes. His hands were like the size <laughs> of, of four people's hands. Yeah, one I, of them, I can't remember which one it is, and I think it's the one you're talking about. He holds the <laughs> microphone in his hand while he's talking. Right. Hey, guys, what's going on, guys? We're here to talk about the upcoming Black Adam movie, guys. That I had guy? to actually Google him before the movie started to see, and apparently he has just, like, giant hands. But I I couldn't take my eyes off of it. <laughs> was, was, that, was, was that on his Wikipedia, like, uh, life? He was born with a gigantic hand. Yeah, I, I, I didn't say, but I had pictures of him, and he just has giant hands. Wow. If, okay. I'm sure someone out there in the audience has, has seen this and been so struck by it because, like I said, my I knew there was like two minutes left of the movie, and I'm on my phone trying not to be a dickhead. <laughs> you like, missed the whole end of the movie. You're just like, you got to find out what this guy's hands. <laughs> Did he pop up in the after credit scene for hands, hands, hands? Yes, hands, hands, hands. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, though, and he drives me nuts because he has that YouTuber um, hip youth type of delivery. He was like, hey, guys, yeah. guess what? The, the yep. hierarchy of power in the DC universe is changing. And, and he holds the the microphone. It's like a microphone that you would, like, pen to yourself right, while well, you're talking. Right, a lapel microphone. It. Yeah, a lapel mic, but he's holding it. It drives me nuts. <laughs> anyway. I don't know I'm having flashbacks to, like, a GameStop TV. Oh God! Yeah, it's about on that. It's about on that level. It's it's That's a little insane. higher budget, but you know, it's about on that level. Oh God! Sorry, Marcellus, we completely went off a t- on a tangent there. You were saying? Uh, no, I was saying that I'm doing good. I'm getting ready for Dragon Con. Uh, Joey, how are you doing? Oh my God, dude, I am a mess right now. I I feel like I say this every week. I'm I'm just wiped out. I'm wiped out. Um, first of all, since we last talked, I had to go in yet another COVID quarantine at work. So an employee came into my office and um, was concerned about their COVID status. And I had to help them call our corporate office so they could do the FADA questionnaire with them to see if they needed to leave work or not. Or if they told them they could stay. Didn't think anything of it. The next day, that person tested positive for the Rona. Coronavirus! And then I had to call and say, hey, well, you know, this guy was in my office for 20 minutes while we sat on hold waiting for you to answer. Uh, yesterday and and I had to go home. So I'd stay home for five days and this time at least I could work from home. So after the debacle last month where I had to blow all my PTO, um, being home, they allowed me to work from home at least. So I was working, but I was home. So I wasn't really doing anything, but then I went to uh fan expo Boston uh, on Saturday. So it was, it was the excitement. I went to fan expo Boston and lovely Boston, Massachusetts, which is ironic because it's called Fan Expo Boston, but it's in Boston. Isn't that crazy? And, and I, I ended up having to go by myself. <laughs> um, Adam was going to go with me, and we were going to do our, our usual shtick at cons. And 
he's got some stuff going on. I don't know if I, I could say this. Who cares? He's he's selling his house. And if you've ever sold your house before, you know that there's a lot of crazy stuff that you have to do and things going on and papers and people and it and it's not on your schedule. <laughs> it's on whenever the schedule usually the people wanting to buy it are. So he just could not get away this weekend to go to a comic book convention. So in the past, Fan Expo has checked your IDs when you go to pick up your press badges. So they'll be like, what outlet are you for? And be like, so is your podcast. What's your name? Joey DiCarlo. And then they'll check your ID. And then they gave you the press badge. This is why I didn't invite anybody else. Cause when they say, Mark, come on down to Boston with me. And then we get there and okay, we'll go wait in the car for six hours. <laughs> Cause you can't get in. <laughs> uh, but this year they were just like, yeah, it's cool. All right. Here's your badge. And I was like, oh, well, Adam's not here yet. Can I just grab his? And they were like, yeah, sure. What? All right. Thanks. I guess, you know, I could have had a friend all day, but, um, for the most part, it was great. I mean, it was really busy, but never like overwhelmingly busy to where you couldn't walk around. I mean, obviously there were a ton of people there and they had a ton of crazy guests. Uh, Ewan McGregor was the headlining guest, all four hobbits. So people were going nuts all day over those guys. Did they apologize for everything they've been in recently? Uh, no, they did not. No, (laughs) no apologies for birds of prey, unfortunately, but damn. And uh, I got to see Tim Jones, uh, Aaron Wood was there, a couple of our good friends, uh, Zombie Leader was there, lots of cool cosplay I got pictures of. But the big thing was that I was on a couple panels. So this was the first time I was ever on panels at a convention. Uh, our friends over at Ship It Studios uh, invited me to be on a couple panels with them. So it was them and uh, Recasted Podcast. And we all got up on stage and did uh, some panels. And it was wild. The panel stage, which was called the creator stage, was right in the middle of the con floor. So you had people sitting in front of the stage watching, but there was always people around. So it was not like your usual panel at a con that's in some dirty room upstairs or something where there's only like five people in it. Like we had legitimate actual people watching both times. And it was good, man. It went really well. It was fun. And uh, hopefully we're going to do it again. We've talked about some other cons uh, coming up in the area, the Northeast up here that they want to do some more panels at. And I guess they liked me enough to ask me to come back. So we'll see what happens. But other than that, yeah, I just walked around Fan Expo, got a ton of pictures of cosplayers, you know, checked out some different things. And it was just exhausting. Like I wasn't prepared for how exhausting the panels were because it's not just podcasting. So like we're all here and we're not recording video or anything. So I don't have to like really be on i'm just talking i don't have to like be visually on the whole time whereas when you're on a panel there's like a group of people like watching you so you need to be like performing the entire time really and it was like an hour of just being on and so i didn't want at noon and i didn't want at two o'clock and after the two o'clock one i was just wiped out i was done i had nothing left to give fan expo at that point It, it was watch recordings online anywhere. Yes. So they did give uh, ship it studios, the recordings of the panels, and they are going to let us know when those are up. And obviously I'll share them all over the place. So they'll be, those are coming soon to, uh, to be able to watch online, but yeah, we had a good time. Um, but then on the way home, I was super hungry and I was just like, I got to eat something, but I didn't want to spend a lot of money because the one of the downsides to Fan Expo and I'll be right up front about it is it costs $25 to park at the convention center. Ooh. So yeah, right. So I mean, we got free tickets to get in. I'm not complaining about that and it's a good show and it's fun, but you know, it's I had to spend gas money to get there. So my own car to Boston, gas, then $25 to park, and then 
I'm, I'm tired. I'm hungry. So I'm like, I'm not eating in Boston anywhere. Get me the hell out of Boston. I'm not spending this kind of money. I, l- let me just find a Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me just find Taco Bell. So I put Taco Bell into my GPS and there's one, uh, right off the pike in Natick. Sweet. Uh-oh. You know, we were all familiar with Natick and maybe you aren't if you're listening in like Myanmar or something, but you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's outside of Boston. It, it's got a long strip street that's got a huge mall and all sorts of restaurants and stores all on it. Retail hell. Right. It looks like what you think America looks like when you're making fun <laughs> of it online. Yes. Uh, I'm like, okay, fine. There'll be a Taco Bell there. I'll go in and out. Uh, maybe I'll stop at Newberry Comics if it's on the way. And I get off the highway and I just keep going. And the GPS just keeps taking me and taking me. And farther and farther and farther away from that area where the shops are. And it's getting more and more ghetto, like, as the passing streets go by. And then there's, like, homeless people everywhere. And it's all dirty and gross. It's not what you expect from Natick. Because Natick's, like, kind of high class. Like, I was like, where am I? And I came up on this plaza that had, like, a nail salon and a liquor store. And the dirtiest, grossest KFC slash Taco Bell I've ever seen. (laughs) Well, so you found one. That's good. Yeah, but it was in, like, a building. And it wasn't, like... Like a restaurant. It was like a freestanding like restaurant. It was just like part of a building attached to the plaza and it didn't have a drive through. This is like a Twilight Zone episode. This really it, happened. It, it, it was it was a Taco Bell that actually still had the Chihuahua like all over their <laughs> merchandising everywhere. Yeah, it was like a the dead Thank Chihuahua, you. like mummified out front, wrapped in a crunch wrap wrappers. But yeah, it was horrifying and the service was horrendous. But I'm like, yeah. I'm already here. I'm super hungry. And how bad can it be? Like, you can't fuck up Taco Bell, right? Well, how did you get home? <laughs> exactly. So you can't fuck up Taco Bell. Like, you, you work there. Like, it tells you, like, put put the shell on this rack, then put this in it, this in it, this in it, wrap it, you're done. So I got a couple tacos, I got a soda. I ran out to my car, ate real fast, and got the hell out of there. <laughs> so, there you go. Framingham, Natick, Taco Bell, KFC, the shadiest place on earth. But I made it home, and everything was fine. But it, it was a long day, and it really took a lot out of me. And then Sunday, I had to compress like everything I do on the weekend into one day because I wasn't home all day uh, when I went to Fan Expo. And I made the mistake when I got home from Fan Expo. I was so tired. I just went to bed. It was like 530 at night. I just went to bed, fell asleep, like dead asleep until like 1130, 1145. And I woke up and I was just fucking wired. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, damn it. So I ended up just stay- farting around all night, watched a movie, hung out. I'll talk about that movie later on in recommendations, but I just hung out and I finally fell back asleep around like 5 a.m., got a few more hours of sleep. And then I had errands to do like all day until we went to go see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies at 5 p.m. <laughs> <So, laughs> it's been a long few days, but the the end result of all that story is we had a great time at Fan Expo. Panels will be up online soon and we can't wait to go back. Next big con is going to be Rhode Island Comic Con coming up in November, and we've got our little Bing Con coming up in October as well. So excitement, excitement. But enough about us, Mark Hellas, please. Why don't we talk some more about us, and you can tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcasts. All right, so everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week you'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly Uh, you'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only adam wallyhawk you'll also find our merchandise there t-shirts sweatshirts stickers coffee mugs all located in our t public store 
You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, You can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. That's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey. a lot of work okay you have to organize the guests you have to do a google calendar and and you you build a following it takes a lot of time and i've been working on it for a while i was hoping you guys were gonna use that (laughs) (laughs) that is that is the podcast uh sound drop forever now don't ever change it that's every episode now mark i was dying when that happened All right, well, it's time to jump into our review of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. This is a new horror comedy that's out uh, being released by A24 Pictures. Let me uh, read the description of this film for you. It says, uh, in an isolated family mansion, a group of rich 20-somethings decides to play Bodies, 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 a game where one of them is secretly a killer while the rest try to escape. Things take a turn for the worse when real bodies start turning up, setting off a paranoid and dangerous chain of events. And this is from director. I don't know if I can say this right. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Helena Rajen? Rain. Rain? Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. (laughs) Helena. Helena Rain uh, directing this one. Let me see. Did she direct anything else? One other movie. One other movie called Instinct, um, the third chapter in the Basic Instinct trilogy. Um, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it says it right here on the poster. It's not basic anymore. <laughs> no, maybe I don't. No, think it does that's not it. say that. Yeah. Right. Amanda, had you ever seen her first movie? I have not. Um, I know what it is, but I, I have not seen it. Honestly, well, tell, like, tell for, us what it is. I don't know what it is. From Instinct for 2019. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, it deals with, um, it's not an easy movie to watch from what I'm aware of. Uh, so it's like, it's a psychologist that's like obsessed with the uh, sex offender she is treating. And then they have a weird relationship happen. Is it Chris Chan? No. Oh. Um, but um, supposedly it's not easy to watch. It just okay. in order for me to have watched that, I would have had to either gone to a festival when it premiered or used shady methods on the internet. So I'm kind of waiting for it to not be shady on the internet. All right. Well, I, I don't have a problem with being shady on the internet. I know but, you don't. Yeah. You know, we're gonna jump into it. Our review: Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. As always, we're gonna start non-spoiler. So if you haven't seen it and it's only in slowly rolling out release as we talk right now uh maybe you haven't seen it yet but you'll at least know what we thought and then you can come back after you check it out the rest you stick around and mark will drop the spoiler drop letting you know we're spoiling things so you can hang around and get some more in-depth discussion but to get started what did we think of bodies 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 non-spoiler john amenta from the pint colon a pop culture podcast it's got moments but not enough to make it a whole for me that I enjoyed thoroughly. I, I, the tone 
I don't know if it's supposed to be making fun of the uh, specific group of people, I guess you'd call them Gen Z or Zoomers, or coming from their point of view more. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I think there were moments in it. I think some of the performances were pretty good. You know, we'll get to it, how there's kind of a, you know, this whole twist at the end. In, In the end, though, I didn't I didn't leave the theater going, man, that's something I've got to recommend to people. Okay, that that that's okay. Did you like it yourself, though? It, it was fine. It was fine. When we rate it, I'll give you my, my number rating. Uh, it had moments for sure. Pete Davidson is is one of those people that like I simultaneously root for and want to punch in the fucking face. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, I know he's not the only star. Um, it had a really you know, I think the cast was pretty good, you know, a mostly female cast. The guy who played Ronan, the accuser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lee Pace. Star Man, of the yeah. Hobbit trilogy. <laughs> he, he he made something. He he made some feelings in me that I didn't know I had before. You know, he spends most of it shirtless. He looked looking pretty good, but um, yeah, I don't know. In all honesty, uh, it it has its moments for sure, and there's certain memorable things about it. But overall, I'm pretty sure, like six months from now, it's not going to exist in my headspace anymore. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, Amanda, what did you think? Non spoiler: bodies, bodies, bodies. I think if you went into it expecting a horror-like slasher movie, which I think it falsely advertised with the second trailer, you wouldn't care for it, um, because that's not what it is. Um, I think at its core, from uh, what the director and the cast have said, it really is a satire that makes fun of of Gen Z, but it kind of in a, a loving, roundabout way, since that's the cast. The cast is that age group, mostly. I liked it. I I don't know if it's going to age well because it deals with a lot of uh, just kind of the way people talk in 2022. And it's very much um, also a commentary on how reliant people are on social media and their phones and how everything just goes to shit when they don't have that. Um, but I liked it. I don't, I don't think it's great by any means, but I think there's there's a lot of good things here. All right. Well, uh, Mark Ellis Reagans, what about you? Yeah, I did not like this movie. Um, and it's, it's not to say that it's a bad movie. I really appreciate what they were going for. Uh, I really like how they wanted to, you know, bring an audience in of like these young Gen Zers, but also go, hey, here's a movie for you, but also we're going to make fun of you. So I can really appreciate what they were trying to do. I just didn't like the movie itself. And 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 it's not fair to the movie that A24 put out another horror comedy earlier this year that I fucking loved. So if you're not even in that headspace, then, you know, you're wasting your time with me. All right. Um, so. All right. Let me just ask you guys, Mark, what do you think I thought of this movie? Uh, let's see. Young girls being bitchy to each other. I bet you fucking <laughs> loved it. Are you kidding me? I'm like, <laughs> Joey is all over this movie. <laughs> I, I will admit, I really liked this movie. I, I thought it was hilarious at times. Uh, I will agree with John. It, it's uneven at points sometimes. But for the most part, I, I, I thought it, it was funny. There's just parts of it a day out from it. I'm still thinking about parts of it and like giggling to myself. And, you know, it's in slow rollout release. So it's not like something everybody at work has already seen or even people on the internet have all seen yet. He might not be playing near them. And like John said, it's not even playing near his, his house right now. Uh, so it's hard for me to be like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And everyone will know what I'm talking about. But for the most part, you know, I thought it was funny. I thought it was effective that the cast was great. We'll get into it in spoilers, but the ending had me absolutely rolling. 
uh, and there's lots of little subtle things in it that had me rolling at parts too. I just, I just found a lot of it really funny and I, I just enjoyed it. I just went with it and I enjoyed it. Once I figured out that it wasn't going to be what Amanda said, like a, I thought this was going to be like a slasher, uh, horror, like more serious horror type movie, not serious, but cause it clearly wasn't gonna be serious, but a little more of a, a horror movie than it was. It's what so, the but, first trailer presented it as. Right. Not the second one. Yeah. Right. So once I got over that after about 15 minutes, I was like, okay, I get what this is. And then I can mm-hmm. enjoy it from there. And I, I just liked it a lot. I really did. But I also agree with John or I, I don't know if I can recommend this to everybody. So, you know, good friend of the podcast, Derek, for example, would hate this movie with the passion of a thousand burning suns. <laughs> like I, there's no way in hell I would re- recommend it to him or former co-host Tom, for example, Mark would hate this movie. Like they would, they would hate it. Actually, you should recommend that to him. I want to see what his reaction is. <laughs> That's true. Um, well, I'll let him know when it's on uh, FX Saturdays. But fantastic. I, I just, I, I think if it hits you right, you're gonna like it quite a bit. And I, it just hit me right. I really did enjoy it. So, looks like we've got opinions all over the board. Uh, so that really doesn't help you deciding if you're gonna go see it. <laughs> but we're gonna start spoiling. So if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you might want to bounce. The rest of you stick around. Markellis, drop the drop. Let's spoil bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to put the people with the least opinion of this movie on the spot to start. Markellis Reagans, you did not like the movie. What are things that you did like about it, though? All right, so one thing that I did like about the movie is when I watch horror movies these days, whenever someone's like in a house and like the power goes out or they hear a noise and they want to like snoop around a house, no one ever pulls out their cell phone. And I'm like, we live in a day and age where if you need to see something in the dark, everyone has a phone. Everyone's going to pull out a cell phone. I don't understand why it's not more common in movies. So the universe said, oh, here you go, Mark. Here's a movie that's 50% people walking around the house using only their cell phones as a flashlight. So that I thought was cool. But then after a while, it it started to annoy me. I liked the setup. I thought the setup was cool. These girls show up at a party that they're kind of not invited to. Uh, You don't really know like who, how these characters are kind of connected to each other. So when shit goes south, it's fun to see, you know, exactly why. Why are things happening this way? How are these characters going to react to each other? So I did enjoy the setup. Um, And I really like the fact that the first thing you see, you start off with the two girls. And then the last thing you see in the movie is the two girls. So that I enjoyed. I like that that kind of uh, through line all the way all the way through the movie. And I also you know like, what, you know what George Lucas would say, Mark Ellis. It's, it's like poetry. It rhymes. It's <laughs> <laughs> my dude. Um, and I also like the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was actually pretty bumping. So um, yeah, those are the things that I liked about it. All right. Okay. I'm going to uh, swing it over to John who had the next least most excited opinion about the movie. And you're going to tell us some things you like. Uh, so I'm I'm way aged out of this age range of people, <laughs> but I mean I deal with enough people to you know to to know some younger people. I felt like these felt like real kind of kids of this age and a kind of click of this age. I felt like this group of actors played a group of like terrible friends really well. The, you know, there's distrust, there's issues. Um, you know, they're going back and forth about 
the group chat and, you know, we invited you, we didn't invite you. And it just, there seems to be a lot of resentment and that, that builds into the characters. And then the other half I like is that amongst this, you bring in these two characters that are not part of this group. One of them being, you know, of that age range, but, but kind of of a different ilk. And then the Lee, the Lee Pace character who is obviously older and, you know, he's just like a hanger about and you get to see the dynamic that they have to deal with as well. I'll echo Mark too. I did like the fact that you, the first, the poetry thing, the first scene is the, these two girls making out heavily in, in like the forest for some reason. They, they're on yeah, their way. Yeah. To, I, that was all cool. I was kind of conf- like, I'm thinking to myself, you're on your way to a party. You just pull over and start making out in the forest. But I guess that's, you know, that's kids. But, and then at the end, it's, it's, their relationship is a hundred miles away. You know, they're, they're fighting in the, in the mud for, for this cell phone, you know, as far apart as they're going to be now. So yeah, I, I would have to say if I was going to give one thing, I would say the cast. And again, I'd mentioned Lee Pace. I liked him a lot. I wish he didn't uh, go out so early. And the girl, I think her name is Rachel Sennett who plays the podcaster. Yeah. Um, every time Alan. she's on the screen, uh, Alice. Yeah. Every time she's on the screen, she, like got my attention more than anybody else. And, you know, you played it a few minutes ago. There's a whole kind of soliloquy about podcasts at the end. That's it's hilarious. And it's, you know, it's something you actually hear, you know, uh, from podcasters. And I, I love the bit that they're just making fun of her for being a podcaster. You know, it, I, I liked all that, but I would say that was the stuff I liked about it. Okay. All right. Amanda, we're getting into the people that might've liked the movie. <laughs> so what oh, are I some like things? It. What are some things you liked about this one? Um, kind of to what uh, Marcus and uh, John said about what they liked. Um, the cast. Um, I think that's what really makes this movie work. Um, and everything that's good about the movie. Um, in real life, most of these actresses uh, worked in the theater and on the stage. And I think the uh, director uh, allowing them to actually do improv most of the movie and do very long takes uh, really is what made this work. Like the, she just didn't shut the camera off a lot and just let them kind of just kind of flow. Um, and I know Rachel Sennett did uh, stand up comedy for a long time before she did her first movie. So I think that that's kind of really why she's a standout in this, like no pun intended. But I think that's kind of why she she is because she's just kind of used to being under that pressure and doing it. So I think just kind of the way they are together, uh, able to just be free about how they have their conversations and just kind of let words flow. Like you're silencing me like she threw in there. There's a lot of words that they just kind of threw in just from being together uh, in the cold and uh, miserable conditions. So I think it kind of made it have their chemistry be somewhat real, but at the same time conflicting because they played that game. Um, so I think that that's what what really works about this movie. All right. Well, uh, for me, you know, I, I just thought the movie was fantastic and uh, I'll agree with Amanda right up right up front. I thought the cast was fantastic, and I don't think you guys both said the same thing as well, Mark and um, John. Like great cast, fantastic cast. Um, I thought all of them were great, but yeah, again, Rachel Sennett is the standout, um, and she's also really hot, so that helps too. <laughs> but uh, Janine said she was in another movie called Shiva, Shiva Baby. Baby. Yeah. Yep. That is fantastic, and Janine kept saying you should watch it. You should watch it. I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's great. Really Seems similar already farty for me, but we'll see. Um, so, yeah, she was the standout. But Amanda's right. Like the the long takes, everything where they're talking, it, it all seems legit and great. Um, I liked 
the fact that we kind of started with those two girls and they kind of positioned B as like the entry character, like the audience surrogate. Right. Because when they go to the party, like she doesn't really know any of those people either, but they also don't really explain to you who those people are. So it really does help you kind of feel like you're in her shoes because you're going into this situation and you're like, who the fuck are these people? Why are they so annoying? But they never explain it to you. Like it just leaves you with the feeling like you can kind of commiserate with her. I don't know if you're supposed to throughout the whole movie, but at at least at the beginning, you do kind of commiserate with her. Um, I thought they did a great job of establishing like this party is mostly the worst, most annoying people on earth. So there's no one to cheer for in this, like at all. Like I didn't, really find a single character by the end of the movie that I was like, that's the person that has to survive or that's the person I'm rooting for. It it, it definitely did a great job with scripting and with the cast. So I also thought they did a great job using the set. So it's just, they're just in one house, but it felt huge. Well, it's a house that has a gym, Joe. So I know, I know, but it felt, it felt large. It felt big and it, it never felt, like it was uh, being redundant with the way things were shot or done. Everything felt different every time they were moving around. And then, you know, just the the little subtle like jokes here and there. The thing about the podcast was hilarious. Um, the same character had a soliloquy where she's she's trying to accuse the other girl of being the murderer. Mm-hmm. She's trying to accuse uh, Jordan of being the murderer. But she's also trying to use like Gen Z buzzwords that are all kind of social justice-y. <laughs> she's just <laughs> insisting she's an ally while also accusing her of being a murderer. It was, it's mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. Uh, at the end, they're fighting in the mud. And, it, and it's supposed to be about like which one of them is the murderer. But it's really about like can she read her text? Right. <laughs> and yep. the, the, they, they're fall, they fall to the ground and they're like rolling around. And there's a gun right there. And they both completely ignore the gun and just keep fighting over the phone. <laughs> just fucking slayed me. I don't know why that made me laugh so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just I just thought it was well done, well paced, well written. And it was just an enjoyable watch from start to finish. So uh, I was all in on it. But Mark Ellis, you did not like this movie that much. So why did you not like this movie? What did you not like about it? Uh, everything you just said about liking it. Oh, no. <laughs> The script, the pacing, all of that is just garbage. Um, you know, it, really? it's 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 a setup, right? I understand. We put these characters in a house, the lights go out, someone's dead, who's the murderer, right? Okay, I get it. But like you said, like there's no one to really root for. Like you mm-hmm. you get the you get B. You see, like she's your intro, right? And you're like, okay, we're gonna kind of watch the movie through her eyes. But then when she kills this guy. And and you watch the movie and it's like, okay, it's pretty obvious that he has no idea what's going on, right? He's not the killer, but she she murders him horrifically. Uh, So it's like, okay, so who's going to be the final girl? Or is there going to be a final girl? And if you don't care about any of these characters, then it doesn't matter. At at that point, you're just waiting for the credits to roll. At least that's the way it was for me. It's not... I know, Joey, you laughed a lot at it. I didn't think it was that funny. Like, it's not, there's there's definitely some humorous parts. The podcast line, I'm like, ah, look at this movie making fun of these kids and their TikTok and their stupid new things. And then when they said podcast, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you watch your mouth, you young lady. So, you know, I don't think it's funny enough to be a comedy, but I don't think it's scary enough to be a horror movie. So you're pretty much just stuck with the script 
with the script. And I don't think the script is that solid. You know, I, I had a hard time trying to figure out which character was which, like who was who. And they kept referring to Max. And I and it would take me a second to be like, okay, which one is Max? Max isn't there. <laughs> Max doesn't show up to the very end. So I appreciate the themes. I appreciate the the whole guys versus you know, younger guy versus older guy and, you know, being a show off. I love the message of how the whole, this whole debacle came about because of fucking a TikTok video. But as a whole, from beginning to end, it's not funny enough to be a comedy and it's not scary enough to be a horror movie. So I was just kind of bored. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, John, what about you? Amanda said something when she first uh, came on about, how this will age. And I know there's plenty of movies that use something that is, you know, uh, like Tron at the time when Tron was made, which, you know, I don't like Tron, but it was about arcade games. You know what I mean? Or uh, in Iron Man, they mentioned MySpace. Yeah. You know, movies that revolve around something. This is a fucking movie that revolves around essentially at the end, a TikTok dance video um, gone wrong. That, that kind of causes everything. And, and also with the with the Gen Z, like like you were saying, all the lingo and and like kind of their dialogue, you know, it's going to be one of those movies in 30 years. But I mean, but that's natural. But I, I just don't know if it's going to age super well. I agree with Mark 100 percent. This movie was like about an hour and a half long. And I literally did not care who did it. I literally did not care what the answer was. I just <laughs> I I just was ready for it to end. And. Then when you get to the ending and the answer is nobody did it, I was like, I wasn't even disappointed because who cares? Like there was no explanation that would have been interesting enough for me to go, oh, you know what it was? It was it was B did it all because she's jealous because, you know, this girl said she slept with her girlfriend. No, that wasn't it. Or it's this girl was jealous or this guy was mad or it was Max after all. None of that mattered. And then when you get to the kind of twist ending of he, you know, Pete Davidson's character accidentally killed himself. And then it just turns into this, you know, um, people are dying by accident or their their feelings are are, are getting twisted. So they're actually they're killing people left and right. I, I just I, I felt like I don't care. I just want this to be over. Yeah. I, I And I didn't hate this movie, but I feel like that's kind of an indictment for me of the movie is that. Like within 40 minutes, you know, when everything starts going, I really there, there wasn't an answer to who killing who was killing these characters that I would have cared about. There was no I couldn't see any like thing that would come out that would make me go, oh, that's so awesome. Nothing. So then when you get the end and it's essentially very close to that, there was another movie that people loved that I didn't like uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil. You don't where, like that? No, no, not at all. I didn't like that. But it's the same plot. Like, they're not killing anybody. It's just the kids are killing each other by mistake. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I didn't dig this movie very much. Wow. I'm actually more stunned by that take that you didn't like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. But, yeah. wow. Um, okay. Uh, Amanda, anything you didn't like about the movie? Um, What I didn't like? Um, I would say um, probably my... Um, I honestly have to sit on it because a lot of the things that I that I liked about it is it's not doing what we would expect. Um, I think we get used to having to root for somebody or have characters be relatable, and I like that they're not. So in terms of what I didn't like, it's 
it's tough. I think um, I maybe would have liked a better idea of where they kind of were in that house, uh, if that makes sense. But at the same mm. time, I think that would also take away from what was going on because they were all equally confused and just had the lights of their phones. Honestly, I think if anything, um, maybe um, just allowing a little bit more maybe before they were together or because I, I think the ending was perfect. Honestly, I think that's how it should have ended. I don't think the point was necessarily like knowing um, who a murderer was or if there was a murderer. I think it was more just a comment on how people just go to their primal urges when they're stressed out as opposed to and react that way as opposed to trying to think things out. So they they made the mistake of assuming there was a murderer. I mean, I don't think this movie is great. I just think its strength is its cast. And then the, honestly, the way that the movie flows and the way that it's edited and the way that the music works with it. In, in terms of, of not liking it, I mean, I think maybe the biggest thing would be It'd be hard for me to know a few people to recommend this to. There are some people I know that I would recommend this to and they would hate it or not like it. Um, and I think there's other people that'd be like, oh, it's a black comedy. Okay, I, I dig this. Uh, so I think it's kind of maybe that's that's where it, its weakness is, is it's not for everybody. Just too niche. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I think people go in like, oh, it's like going to be like an Agatha Christie movie or oh, it's going to be a, a teen slasher movie or oh, it's, you know, and then going in with that assumption, you're going to mm-hmm. be like, well, F this movie, it's not it's not giving me what I wanted. Nobody had enough champagne to fill up the Nile in it. Seriously. Yeah. Understood. All right. What did I dislike about this movie? Um, Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of the same boat as Amanda. There's, there's not really anything to verbalize that I like actively did not like about the movie. And I know uh, Mark Ellis and uh, John certainly had things they did not like about the movie, but hmm, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of at a loss for things I didn't like, but yeah. I'm sure there's things I didn't Jesus. like about it. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying this is the fucking uh, Empire Strikes Back or anything, but like, like it was an enjoyable 82 minutes at the movie theater. Uh, I liked most of the things in the movie. So for me to be like, oh, well, nitpick this, nitpick that, um, there really isn't much to nitpick. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just and, and that's exactly. kind of boring Thank for a podcast, really. but like, yeah. There, there, there's not much to nitpick oh, here. It, it, it's really what I said. Oh my God, you're being ridiculous, <laughs> dude. It's, it's a 24 is a Bay of blood. It's like, it's awesome. Like, I don't, I'm just kind of, no, I don't know. I, I, off. I did not see this trailer. I saw the trailer once, like a long time ago. The only reason I went to okay. see this movie is mainly because Joey said we're doing it for the show. So yeah. I didn't watch the trailer. I wasn't expecting, I didn't know what to expect other than it's a young cast and it's a 24 and Pete Davidson is in it. So yeah. I was started the movie completely blank, you know, just like, okay. all right, the movie thrill me. And it did not, it did not do it. I appreciate the fact that, all hell goes to the whole world goes to hell because of a TikTok video. I like that. I I do like that. The fact it that it was more than that, though. That the it was more than that. You don't the whole fact of the whole the domino that started this whole thing was Pete Davidson's character trying to be cooler than the other guy, than the other cooler guy by making a TikTok video. That video is the first domino that knocks this whole thing down. Is that is that he, right or wrong? He, it's one of many dominoes because then they take that and they just kind of run with it as, oh, my God, there's a murderer. When then you realize the whole time there isn't. They're just we're like that quote that uh, Jordan, uh, the character Jordan, I can't remember the actress's name when she says, you know, she argues feelings aren't facts. Facts are facts. Like that's the whole movie <laughs> that they're all going with their feelings as their facts. So that that's that's what I think makes the movie interesting, because then we're just assuming that, oh, this guy, because he's a vet. Oh, no, actually, he's a veterinarian. That's got to be him. Or and then. 
killing him in self-defense. So it's just kind of, this is like a pot that's boiling over of everybody being stressed out and reliant on social media and reliant on phones. And now all their phones do is provide them light in the scary house they don't know. So I I think that's what makes the movie interesting. And it does have a lot of interesting aspects to it, but from a story, from a story standpoint, from beginning to end, the first thing, the reason why all of this happened, well, I guess you could say the reason all this happened because these idiots wanted to have a hurricane party. They had like a gazillion <laughs> flashlights there too. Did anyone notice that? There's like a gazillion yeah, there's open one person that's sober. There's one person that's sober. Everybody else is high and like drunk off their ass. Like I, so that's another thing that's playing into this. I also like the fact that that the parents went away on vacation and took the dog, but left Pete Davidson by himself. Because there, were, I was like, where the fuck is the dog? Like, there's a dog bed right there. Yeah. A, ah. So. I appreciate the fact that there's these little different Artur nuggets in there. But if I'm sitting down with my popcorn, I want a good story from beginning to end. I don't think the story is that solid. Good performances, good commentary on society while also making fun of it. But story-wise, and the fact that Joey can't find anything wrong with it blows my mind. I'm sure there's nitpicky little things wrong with it, but I'm just saying there was nothing for the entire time I watched it and even now being over 24 hours since having seen it. There's nothing here that's glaring and and coming out at me. It's not like when I'm walking out of the theater or even sitting in the theater watching like fucking Lightyear or the aforementioned Jurassic World Dominion where I can feel the cells in my body dying and I'm like having an existential crisis wondering like what I'm wasting my life doing watching these terrible movies. Uh or even, you know, other things like when we went, we saw Thor, which we had Amanda on for a couple of weeks ago, where I'm, I'm in the theater watching it. And I liked it, but I, I'm like, man, like something's not right with this. Like it's not hitting right. It's there's just something wrong here. The whole time I was yeah. just in and I was watching it. Food movies. They're all right. processed food movies. That's why there's right. no creative allowed in, in terms of to nearly the level that like a 24 is like one of the few production companies right now that allow creatives to be creative. So I think that that's the the glaring mm-hmm. difference, right? With a good cast performance and mostly an entertaining movie, there there really just is not much for me to complain about. I'm not sitting yeah. here saying it's fucking Citizen Kane, but like, like I didn't have really any glaring things that jumped out. But yep. you know, one question I got to ask is, John, did you ever have someone in mind as a suspect as the murderer? Honestly, no. Um, I think it what well. I think at one point, you know, the, the, the movie shifts it towards B and then the movie shifts it towards uh, B's girlfriend. And at, at the very end, I will say when when um, they kind of started going towards B's girlfriend, I thought, OK, maybe this is it. Because she seemed to almost be like she was kind of catatonic and like it seemed like maybe she was coming to terms with what she did. And then once they started getting to the fight, I'm like, OK, this is where it's going. But no, I mean, there was nothing really pointing to it other than as the movie went along. And again, she's she was sober. Uh, she she starts to use again. Um, you think maybe, you know, the pressure she's feeling from what she's been doing. But no, I, I never I never at any point really felt on my own. One of these people is doing it. I just felt like the movie led us to believe at the end that it was her. And I was almost willing to believe it. And I, I knew the whole what was his name? Max. I knew that was just a, a red herring. I even had a feeling yeah. that it was going to end with him showing up. Like, what the fuck happened here? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and it did. Uh, that was one thing I, I kind of felt. I'm like, this is going to end with everybody dead and this guy coming back to pick them up and just going, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> well, you were close. Yeah. You were close. 
Marcellus, uh, Marcellus Reagans, did you have a murderer in mind throughout the movie? Yeah, I thought it was Max the whole time. <laughs> or the dog, because that dog never the showed dog. up. <laughs> the dog. Is that Cujo? Uh, anything is possible. I, I didn't recognize any of these kids. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was Max or the dog. Okay. Amanda, did you have a murderer in mind as you watched it? I was worried they were going to make it the outcast, uh, Maria um bakalova i think is the actress's name i think sophie is the character i was worried they were going to make it her because she was, was like b. legitimately one of the outsiders or her b okay yeah. that was legitimately like one of the outsiders so i was like that could be her um but then like I, I quickly came off of that like about halfway in the movie and i was like i don't know who it is mm-hmm. all right i i definitely uh am in the same boat as john where i think by the end of the movie as they're it's down to just b and uh sophia Sorry, B and Sophie are the last two people left. Um, it really did seem to be like that was where the story was going, that Sophie had done most of the murders <laughs> throughout the night. Yeah. And um, she was about to fess up for it and was coming to terms with it. And then they start arguing over text messages <laughs> <laughs> instead of worrying about the four dead bodies in the in the house. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I was definitely leaning Sophie um, at the end. But like they do leave it kind of open because – um, and we'll get into this now because we can just kind of talk about the ending a little bit. Mark, do you think that it was just a series of accidents and misunderstandings or what did the TikTok video set off murders in the house? And are you satisfied with that ending? I'm satisfied with the ending. Yes. Um, yeah, I I think that it was a series of accidents and the first step being the uh, the dead body caused from trying to make a TikTok video. <laughs> All right. What about you, John? Yeah, the the TikTok video kicks it all off in terms of, you know, the what happened. But everything that happened before that is what is what led to the paranoia. You know, the Pete Davidson versus the Lee Pace character with the punch and the slap. You know, everything was already boiling over with these people beforehand. So once a body is found, now all the distrust comes out and that's that's where it goes. So. Yeah, and then obviously as you go along, I mean, the one girl tripped down the stairs because the other girl gave her the drugs. The uh, the other girl gets shot in a struggle for a gun. It, it's all like a series of like everything's just gone out of fucking hand here. And so, yeah, things keep getting worse, but there's really no murders happening. It's just like we just can't stop fucking up. The only murder that happens in the whole movie is fucking uh, B killing the Lee Pace character with the kettlebell. That's Greg. really it. Greg. Greg, yeah. If you're willing to accept that Emma fell down the stairs. Mm-hmm. I, I think she did. I, I think when, when Sophie tells that story, I think that she knows, you know, so Emma kissed her. They had this weird moment, you know, a, as you would do, you just hand her pills. It's like, go take these. <laughs> you know, that's what people do. Go take these. She takes the drugs and she's already a mess. The, you know, the house is super dark and she falls down a, a flight of stairs. All right. Well, Amanda, what about you? Mm. I I mean, I, I think this is all about the whole, I mean, it's all psychological warfare. That's what this is. I mean, that that's all it is. So it, it kind of is the TikTok video, but not really, because to, to John's point, it's everything that took place beforehand, even like letting uh, B eat the chocolate cake that had weed in it and not telling her it did until she was more right. than halfway done eating it. So it was uh, clearly like, let me, let me tell you something as somebody who's straight edge, yeah. if I'm fucking broke edge that way. 
I yeah. would have fucked them up. And then, right. And then <laughs> the they're already been 15 minutes long. There's going to be a lot of bodies. Out there. Right. They were already being like really shitty to her since she was not, you know, considered really technically a member of the group because she wasn't. And they clearly had hard feelings that come out slowly in the story about um, Sophie and her drug addictions and how she was. And there was a good point. Even there's a lot of moments in this where you're getting a ton of backstory because as they're just like losing their minds with each other and and the truth is coming out and the stupid group chats, which are, you know, brought up other uh, anger and hatred that they might have towards each other. uh, It it kind of slowly reveals like like the how they're not really as close as you might have initially thought that most of them were. Um, and it just totally unravels. So I, I think it's it's really uh, again like it's, it's it's a commentary on 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 social media. And you know, I, I think you could say, oh, this is you know poking too much fun maybe at Gen Z. But then that's what I would say. Well, most of this is improv, and most of this cast is Gen Z, and this is what they're deciding to do to to make that larger point. So I don't know. I think a lot of this movie is just that that what that breakdown that happens when you play this game. And a lot of this cast and the director said that. They've played this game at parties and obviously not this gruesome event happens, but it usually ends poorly with people then being like, well, F you and screw you and somebody leaving and people getting mad and it just totally taken a turn for the worse. So I think that's definitely there. And then it's just got, well, now it's also a, a, a dark comedy kind of horror movie, if you will. So I think they even that? say that they even say that at the beginning of the, of the game, they say this is not going to end well. Like there's going to be hurt feelings. There's going to be pissed off people. This never ends well. So, I mean, it it kind of, I I do agree with that, that like there was no way this was going to end well, especially with this group of people. Yeah. I've never heard of this game before and I I don't really go to a lot of parties, uh, but it's called like werewolves too is another game that it's called, which like Greg refers to like in Mm -hmm. the gym, like there's, there's other names for it. So, yeah, I've never played this game before, and uh, it looks like it's probably a good idea. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand where you're all coming from. I just thought that that was hilarious at the end. After all, all of this, everything happens, and then they watch the fucking video after they use his dead face to open the phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, then they watch that video of him making the TikTok, and the whole theater I was in was just combination of laughing and being like you have to be fucking kidding me <laughs> it was a good ending it was, anybody says it, it was, was good, good. i liked it yeah. so all right we got to get this thing a score zero to five five being the best zero being the worst what do you got for bodies 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 we're gonna start with markellis reagan's i'm so scared of what you're gonna say i'm giving it a two <laughs> If this makes it onto Joey's top five of the year, I swear to Christ, I will quit this podcast. <laughs> this will be the last. Oh, that's the final time. straw. <laughs> so wow. Okay. I'm well, giving it a two. I, I, I only have two spots on that top five locked up right now. So, choose, you know, it's all in flux. Choose carefully. Flux. Choose carefully. Oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, John from the Pint, a pop culture podcast. I'm going to go a little bit higher than Mark. Uh, as as often does happen during podcast discussions, you guys, uh, Joey and Amanda, kind of push me to seeing a little bit more of the positives of this, um, but it's not much higher. Uh, the cast is really great. And I, I guess in the end, I, I can see when you look at it from beginning to end in a different light in terms of like these people already have all these problems. Uh, everything's going on. It was bound to end up bad. I still don't necessarily like the fact that it just turned out to be a TikTok video, and but I think it was focused. I think the movie or the trailers might make you think it's going to be a whodunit, and instead it's just a 
kind of a, a a character story of these people that are very dysfunctional and what happens when they get together. Uh, I'm going to go 2.5. I, I think it's, it's got, a, it's got some good stuff in it. Um, I will say, I don't know if I mentioned it in my dislikes, the pacing, especially towards the end is so off and so slow <laughs> that that, that holds me back. Like I, I know I mentioned it, like how I, I was just like, just end, just get to the fucking point because I just felt like it was just kind of spinning its wheels a little bit, but, but I'll go to, I'll go two five. Okay. All right. All right. It's getting better. It's getting better. Uh, moving along to Amanda. Um, so I really liked it, but I have to kind of look at it from um, a perspective of other movies like this. Um, I'm comfortable giving it a 3.5 out of 5. Okay. All right. 3.5. So it's, it just keeps going up, guys. We went to Mark, to John, to Amanda. And guess what? <laughs> Joey's giving it a 7. That's oh, right. 7. Five, yeah. Here we go. 7 out of 5. Um, I, I have given over five out of five before. I never forget uh, Batman v Superman got a negative one million out of five. <laughs> but uh, I am going to go with a four out of five. Sorry, Mark. I'm sorry, but I really had a good time with this. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I do say, though, it, it's not going to be for everybody. Just listen to this. There's four people here. None of us agree on this movie, really. So it's a little all over the board. You may love it. You may not. For me, I thought it was great. I thought it was funny. I had a good time watching it. I think uh, Rachel Sennett's really hot. And uh, yeah, I just enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I, I was going three and a half, Amanda. I was right there at the three and a half. But I'm like, yeah. I feel like this is better than three and a half. So I got to go to four. So four out of five for me. Those are our scores all over the place. So you got to agree with somebody. But maybe the others <laughs> got it wrong. Let us know. Hit us up on social media. Slide in those DMs and let us know what you thought. But now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up, and we are going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. John, please tell us where our listeners can find and what they're going to get from The Pint, a pop culture podcast, and give us a recommendation. All right. So The Pint uh, can be found on all podcatchers, anywhere, Google Podcasts, Apple, wherever you find your podcast, wherever you listen to So Wizard, uh, just go and find The Pint. Uh, Coming up in the next few weeks, we've got some... Let's see, uh, 30th anniversary uh, discussion on Batman Returns is coming up pretty soon. Uh, we're doing an episode crossover with the guys from another great podcast called Forgotten Cinema, uh, where we're talking about the X-Files I Want to Believe, the Ugh. sequel. Yeah, the sequel that nobody remembers. Um, <laughs> we're, we're doing that. Uh, and over on our Patreon, if you go to Patreon uh, slash the pint, $2.50, there's only one tier. Uh, you can check out, we'll be doing the 35th anniversary uh, episode where we talk about Lethal Weapon and um, and some other good stuff coming up. Uh, and also, uh, we'll be doing an episode on The Sandman, the Netflix show. Uh, me and my wife just finished watching that yesterday, so we're going to do an episode on that. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, John. We love having you. Amanda, where can people find you and what do you got for a recommendation? Um, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Liberty. I mostly talk about movies, uh, sometimes a few other things, but I'm happy to, to discuss anything on there. Like birds? Like birds, yeah. So uh, in terms of uh, what I've got going on, um, I did guest on a few podcasts for a few other friends that I have. Um, one of them on uh, Liquid Sky, a movie from the 80s, if you guys are familiar um, so I'll be sure to share that when that's up. And then I did another one on uh, Mohammed Saleh Haroon's newer movie that came out this year. So I'll be sure to share that as well. No fucking idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Uh, they're both good, so I'll share those when they're up. Uh, in terms of like any recommendations, um, I haven't really watched a lot of really great new movies lately. I've been watching a lot of movies, but not a lot of great new ones to recommend. I have been um, playing a game that I really like that just came out. Uh, since Aubrey isn't here, I'll plug a game. Um, so The Cult of the Lamb is awesome. It just came out. Um, I think it's available on everything. What is um, it? It is like half like of a roguelike, like Hades, and then half Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, so you've got like the roguelike like dungeons that are auto-generated, which are cool. And then you've got a um, a cult that you have to uh, manage. There's a farm sim, and then there's you're a cult leader, and you can sacrifice people and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, the, the game is awesome, and it looks a little bit like the, the Binding of Isaac. So it's really cool, and it's easy to kind of pick up and play, and, and definitely worth checking out. Sweet. That sounds amazing. Mark, you have no idea what any of those words meant, did you? Nope, not a clue. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't either, so it's, it's all good. It's awesome, yeah. Sweet. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, we will have you back sooner rather than later. Thank you. <laughs> Don't Even you after this conversation? Back. Woof. Okay. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Well, we, we got something else in the works for you coming up in a few months. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> Don't you worry yourself. Marcellus oh, Reagans, what do you got? Uh, so next week is going to be our... Uh, Eight year anniversary of doing this goddamn podcast. Uh, so there'll be some new, <laughs> new designs uh, up on the uh, the T Public website. New shirt designs, a special one done by our buddy Tim Jones of Sour Grapes. Uh, so yes, so a weekend after you hear this episode, uh, the twenty second, uh, go to our T Public store and buy one of these nice special edition Tim Jones So Wizard podcast uh, T shirts. Um, as far as movies I want to recommend, if you want to see an A24 movie that's a horror and a comedy that's actually good, I recommend X. Uh, it came out in March of this year. It's actually scary. It's actually funny. And it's actually really good. So uh, that's my recommendation. And there's a prequel coming out that is also on the schedule. <laughs> oh, is it? Nice. <laughs> yeah, Pearl. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So awesome. Great. Cannot wait. Marcellus. Thank you. Uh, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There are movie reviews, links to all our Patreon and video content as well at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our aforementioned YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash so wizard podcast. There are hours of free exclusive content there. Adam just dropped an early review of a league of their own television series from Amazon and more on the way. And we've got our Patreon, patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast. Monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. This month, it is the only place to hear our review of Prey from Hulu, the uh, new Predator prequel, sequel, rebrequel. So uh, jump on that if you want to support the show and get some extra stuff. I will recommend a movie I watched this week while I was uh, stuck home for coronavirus. I mean, working from home and not watching movies the whole time. Um, and that is also on Hulu. And that is The Princess starring Joey King. Anybody watch this besides me? No, uh, it's it's been on my list for a couple of weeks now. Is this the the person that did Fury? I have it on my watch list. Yes, it is the person that did Fury, not Furry. Fury. Yeah, there's no Y. It's I-E. Yeah. Okay. No one in giant skunk costumes. Oh, God. All right. Um, so uh, I thought it was awesome. Uh, it is not great. Don't get it twisted. This is not great, but really cool action scenes. Pretty much nonstop balls out like action from start to finish. 
I had a good time with it. I thought it was good, especially for something you don't have to really get off the couch to watch. So that's always going to get you some extra points. So check out The Princess on Hulu. And then, of course, make sure you're watching The Sandman on Netflix, because that, my friends, is what we will be talking about next week as we celebrate our eight-year anniversary of the podcast. But that's going to do it. That is episode number 419 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo. We had special guests today. We had John Amenta from The Pint, a pop culture podcast. Thanks for having me on, guys. And I will continue to hate listen to the show for another eight years or until Mark quits over your grade. Uh, <laughs> eventually, through the course of uh, 2022, on um, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. <laughs> and Amanda. Thank you for having me on, guys. Anytime. And, of course, the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan. Uh, congratulations to all of the cast of Bodies, 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 who are now being followed on Instagram by So Is Your Podcast. Because I'm sure Joy was like, follow, 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 follow. Uh, <laughs> uh, everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. That's right, guys. We will see you next week. Come celebrate eight years of podcasting with us as we review The Sandman. And we'll see you then. Good journey.